A little Four Horsemen theme music as the Cleveland Browns get ready to ride into Mile High in Denver. See if they can get back on track. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. I'm Andy McNamara alongside Matt Fleur Jansen from WKYC Sports in Cleveland. You're listening on Dogs by Nature, SB Nation. And we are brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. Check out all the great products, the different Rise blends, the undergrounds, the 87, the Christmas bourbon, all at clevelandwhiskey.com and social media on Twitter at Cleve Whiskey and Instagram at Cleveland Whiskey. Matt, I thought you'd appreciate a little little wrestling team. I think it's appropriate, right? We're, we're going in to beat the horsies on Sunday. Yeah, I always appreciate a good wrestling reference. You know that. Of course. Um, wasn't a hugest fan of the four horsemen, but respect what they accomplished in their career and uh now we're we're riding in the town and we're trying to well knock off the broncos so matt let's uh let's recap here real real quick as we get ready to to go into this one browns are two and five by the way let us know your thoughts on this game predictions and all that on twitter at andy mc81 at matt flo jansic and instagram at andy mc sports and at matt flow sports okay so the browns are two and five the play calling is um questionable and that's probably putting it nicely. You have a combined Uno one touchdown between Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Oh, and by the way, your franchise quarterback is walking out and throwing tantrums at reporters. Uh, Matt, let's start there. You were in that scrum. Um, how uncomfortable was that? And what was kind of the general feeling with the media after Baker Mayfield really just he he got he got hot and bothered about a line of questioning. And uh, he he stormed out. Awkward would be mm. a mild term for it, but still one that fits. Um, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. You could tell he was getting heated with every response, and then you, you kind of felt it going in a way that you didn't want to see it go. And then it was it was there, and he he snapped and fired off some comments, walked away from the podium, and had some more comments that are not safe for work. <laughs> right, are not um, suitable, yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't a good look. Uh, it really wasn't a good look when most of the reporters went up to PR and said, hey, that's unacceptable from a starting quarterback, and they laughed it off and said it was the reporter's fault. Wow. No, I had not heard that. Uh, I had not heard that report. Can't, can't go down that road. Wow. So the Browns PR was just, like, was just like, that's Baker being Baker. Yeah. Then that's. Wow. That's been the running theme since they got this kid. Is they're not going to tell him to be anything different than what he is. but Which is fine when you're winning. Yeah. It's all good if you win games. But if you don't, it doesn't matter. And no. you, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. Jeez. You're the, if you're the face of the franchise, even if it's the the worst question you've ever been asked, you just move on from it and say, next question. Just I'm done with this line of questioning. Next question, let's talk about the Broncos. Just and move on. Just move the conversation forward. Do the Belichick Don't thing. Don't become the conversation. Yes. Do the Belichick thing. On to Denver. Like, like, wait, Belichick is a jerk to the media. We know this. But the bottom line is he just says, if he doesn't like it, Moving on. No, no, no. And everyone has a little chuckle, but then that's the end of it. Instead of, Matt, what it comes off to me is, and this is the first time truly 
And you know how I'm all in with Baker. But this is the first time I came off of that and I thought I, I had some red flags. My radar was going off like, oh, oh, this is not this is this is not good. And it's in the sense that not that he told a reporter off, but that he looked uncomposed. He looked frazzled. Does that translate to the field? Is that how deep does this frustration go? And I'm just thinking, man, like you're worrying about reporters. And, and Matt, what have we said all year? Oh, Baker's better when he's mad. He's been mad all season, and he, no, he, and he leads the league in interceptions, and he's ranked 27th. Now, five of those interceptions, I'll give him a pass. I don't think all of them were his fault by any means. However, they're still there. That's I'm starting to get a little nervous, let's say. Yeah, they still go on his record. They still go on his record. We'll see whose fault it is. Yeah. Whether Antonio Kelly can catch a cold or not, um, still goes on Baker's record. Yeah, yeah. And, and so Interceptions are not good. You can tell the frustration boiled over a little bit. Now um, go do something about the, it. Yeah, it's, it was Wednesday. Um, yeah. Boiled over and made international headlines. They were still talking about it on Pro Football Talk this morning. Jeez. Not the conversation you wanted to have. He doesn't look composed. It's, it's bad enough that the team is struggling and you have to have that conversation. Then you take it to the next level. It's just, it, it's not good. Yeah, it came off immature. It did. Now, you know what? Baker's a passionate quarterback. We know that passionate guy. And now is the time. If that, you know what, Matt, if this turns out to be the rallying cry and they want to manufacture us against the world, like the Cleveland media is not the problem. They want you to do well. Believe it or not, people. Like Brown's media, it's not, haha, oh, they're bad. This is good. No, you guys want to report. A Super Bowl. You want to report championships. You've had enough of the of the nonsense, right, right, Matt? Like, like it's not that the Cleveland media is the last thing you should be worrying about. Come on. Well, that was Colin Cowherd's point. Um, he had almost immediate reaction to yeah. it on his radio yeah. show. Um, I watched it. And aside from telling Baker to grow up and become a more mature person, you know, that was kind of the whole the sentiment that he had it, it was just it's not something you wanted to see it came off as immature and ultimately he's going to have to answer for it and if he well maybe not Matt. PR doesn't Sun- care. if he wins on sunday it doesn't matter yeah it becomes a non-story exactly. if they lose oh. then boy then all bets are off then the madness would just be next, absolute next level. We'll get into that game in just a, a few minutes here. Um, and you know what I also hate? Matt, it's like, Baker, man, you made, me, you made me listen to and somewhat agree with Colin Coward. I hate that. I, that, that that's awful. I don't want to be agreeing with Colin Coward or, or thinking his points are somewhat valid. I hate that. And you just give more fodder. The target was already big on, on the Browns going into the season. Then they stumble. Then everyone piles on. And you know what? The questions are valid. And I still maintain I put more of it on Freddie Kitchens and the play calling than Baker Mayfield. Why the hell still are you trying to throw the cute, long, highlight reel ball? I, you know what Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers do? They do nice little simple rollouts, little toss, and you, you win games. Then you're 8-0. Doesn't have to chuck it downfield. Build and earn the long ball. What does Tom Brady do, Matt? We saw it. Nice little sim. Like, you could have a high school playbook with the simplicity for most of Bill Belichick's and Tom Brady's plays. Just down and outs, button hooks, 
go routes. Like, like very easy slants. Get the ball in your playmaker's hands. I don't know why that cannot be put through Freddie Kitchen's heads, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do now coming out of this most recent loss. Well, the thing that struck me the most about play calling through the first seven games was all the talk in the in training camp and in the offseason program was we have to earn the deep ball. Yeah. We have to earn the right to throw the deep ball. And I think that in their minds they've tried to through Nick Chubb. And while that does work sometimes, if you don't throw any of the short routes – you're pretty predictable. And the last thing you want to be as an offense is predictable because then the defense knows exactly what's coming. Well, yeah. And and, and they know how to adjust to it. Well, and especially too, when you do decide to throw the ball and you're in an empty backfield, everybody knows you're going deep. So to your point, if you mix in some of those shorter passes and quick outlet passes, then even if you have an empty backfield, the defense has to keep guessing. All they do now is drop into coverage. That's it. They know. Yeah, you can't. You can't expect the long ball to be there if you're not willing to take the short routes. I mean, what makes Tom Brady and other quarterbacks very good is they take the short and intermediate routes Mm -hmm. and then they'll occasionally throw a long pass. But in a lot of cases, sometimes it's the short passes that become the long passes. Look at what happened against the Patriots last week. A third and ten should have easily been off the field. Mm Mm-hmm. But the Patriots throw a screen pass to James White 59 yards later. Done. That's <laughs> a long, that becomes a long pass. Matt, that's a tremendous point. That becomes a long pass. And for the Browns' own example, how did Odell Beckham Jr. get his, and I can't believe I'm saying this, going into week nine, his only touchdown pass of the season against the Jets? Short screen. Dude took it to the house. Hello? Like, you have your own template for what works. What am I missing here? I'm not honestly sure what what is missing with this play calling. I don't know if it's Freddie just being stubborn and that's a good way to get trying fired. to. Well, yeah, it is a good way to get fired. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and uh, we we will be having that conversation mm-hmm. here uh, if they lose again on Sunday of whether or not we just made a huge mistake. and what they're going to do to rectify it. Yeah. Well, Matt, you know what's very interesting? It comes back, and we all chalked it up to sour grapes, and a large part of it still probably is that. But Bob Wiley, if you all remember remember from last year, the guy with the big gut, the offensive line coach, who on hard knocks went, and his belly jiggled, and it was real funny. Well, after he got fired for being in the hospital and getting notified by his daughter, um, after whatever it was, his ankle or knee, whatever, got hurt, um, he made some pretty bitter comments saying that it wasn't Freddie Kitchens. It was the assistants that made Freddie look good. And myself and most people chalked it up to, ah, get out of here, Bob. You're bitter. You got fired. You're not even, I don't even know if he's coaching anywhere. But we take a look now, Matt, and it's like, I wonder if there was some credence to that. I wonder if there was something to the helper monkeys were were getting Freddie to look good. And now when he has the full control... Yeah, not so much. It, it certainly lends itself to be part of the conversation now that maybe there was more to it than we wanted to give credence to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the point was, though, 
that Wiley and Zampezi were were Hugh Jackson guys. Yeah, they Zampezi were for sure. going to the mat with Hugh, and they were going to live and die with Hugh Jackson. And when he was gone, that's a mistake. It was pretty much it was pretty evident that they were going to be joining him. Yeah, shortly thereafter, uh, in leaving Cleveland, mm-hmm. so not overly surprised that they would have negative opinions. And I shouldn't throw Zampezi in there because he hasn't said much. But Wiley is the one right. who had the more uh, rec- um, memorable quotes, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's looking more and more with every week that maybe oh, he was right, Matt, and maybe did Freddie here? didn't have as much to do with Baker as we wanted to give uh, him credit for. Ah, how do we get here? Damn it, two and five. Good lord, it, Matt. It wasn't that long ago. We we're having. I, I was down for training camp, and we we're having a nice barbecue lunch. They were wondering how many wins we'd get. Oh, is it going to be division? Is it how many playoff wins? Now we're at two and five, begging for our lives at the season with the Denver Broncos, and that's where we 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 go now. Um, you're listening to the Doghouse. You're inside. Look at the Browns. Andy McNamara, Matt Florjancic, brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. It's it, Matt. I would like to have a, a celebratory Cleveland Whiskey toast. Maybe the '87. Maybe it's a, the Underground Hickory or the award-winning Black Cherry. You can find all, them all at clevelandwhiskey.com. I would like a, a celebratory toast this week. Uh, we'll get into our official predictions, but as you said, this is beyond a must-win. And the fact is, you are playing a quarterback, Brandon Allen, who nobody heard of. Vic Fangio on the conference call yesterday said, even admitted, we don't know what we have in Brandon Allen. Like the, the, this, this is it, it's setting up to at least look like on paper. The similar to the New York Jets situation, where you had a QB and you got to go in there and overwhelm them. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, like you said, the head coach of the team even hmm. put it out there that they don't know what they, they expect from him either because they've never seen him in the fire before. No, he's never taken a regular season snap. I think Freddie quoted us that in the last five years, 42 quarterbacks have made their first NFL start, and 16 of them have been successful. That's a way higher than expected percentage Yeah, than you would think. Um, the Browns do not want to be number 17. Oh, God. If you lose to Brandon Allen, I'm freaking out. I, 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 I don't, we're going to have to pull an explicit I don't think rating. I think there'd be some freakouts in Berea, too, and I think some uh, some changes would be imminent after that. Real. So do you think, Matt, is there pressure coming from ownership, or is it Dorsey just being like – because let's face it, Dorsey will go down on the record books as his hire – but it was almost kind of like he had to with Freddie Kitchens, right? Like it was almost, I don't want to say it wasn't his choice because in the end I'm sure the Haslam's would have gone gone with him, but it seems like this was kind of pushed upon him rather than a full proper head coaching search. Do you feel that's accurate? Yeah, I don't think they dived as deep as they should have yeah. on this coaching search. And... Ultimately, it does go on Dorsey's record mm-hmm. that that Kitchens was hired on his watch. But I'm not sure that they didn't go in or that he didn't go in with a mandate from ownership saying, "Make it happen." whatever you do, you got to keep Freddie in some capacity. Right. And that ultimately is where we'll never really know the truth to that, but that's where I think we're at with it. I think he's going to get the credit if it works eventually or the blame 
but I don't think he was the sole reason that decision was made. No. Matt, if the Browns lose in Denver, do you think Freddie Kitchens gets fired? Or is this just, it, it, it seems crazy to say, but do you think it happens then? Or is it still like maybe that's a nail in the coffin at the end of the season? I would like to think it's the latter, but I've been hearing through the tea leaves that it might not take that long. Wow. So, yeah, um, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Interesting. And you know what? Hopefully, we go into Denver, put the boots to the Broncos, and uh, we're all feeling good Monday, right? That's the that, that that's the hope. That's the goal. Got from uh, Bruce. He's the president of the Browns backers of Baltimore behind enemy lines group. Sent me a message here, and you can tweet us at AndyMC81 and at Matt Fleur-Jancic. A couple points that are the wheels falling off this Browns bus, way too much drama, and now questions galore if Baker is really the one to turn us around. And he has attitude problems now. Freddie is not in control of this team at all. And Matt, when you look at it, not just from Baker's comments, but from being the most penalized team in the NFL. Now, some of those are screw jobs by the officials, but a lot of them self-inflicted. That is screaming, not discipline. Now, Freddie, from what I read, was having players uh, do sprints or laps or whatever for committing penalties in practice like they did in preseason. Um, I guess that's a good sign that they're at least trying to do something different to curb that, but it it comes down to the Browns beating themselves for the most part. Yeah, Uh, and that's been the story in three of their, four of their five losses Mm -hmm. is that they found a way to get in their own way Yep, and make mistakes. Now, I'll give the 49ers one. That was a legit tail kicking they didn't see coming and they tried to kiss the express train and got run over by it. You know, that's, but the the other games that they have lost are in all of them. They had a chance in all of them. They just didn't finish the job. I mean, even with three turnovers on three consecutive plays, right? They were still within reach of the Patriots. Exactly. And the talent is there. The production and execution isn't. And it's the same thing we've been saying since week one. Allen's there. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. How the other you, thing that's the problem. How do you only have one touchdown between OBJ and Jarvis Landry, Matt? How? That, that, that seems impossible. Seems impossible. You would think it's impossible, but clearly it's not. No, no. We, we, we continue as Browns fans to be negatively surprised. And what it comes down to is coaching and execution. I thought even with Freddie being inexperienced, the, the depth, and quality of assistance he put around him, I thought would curb any of this. And it's for whatever reason, it just hasn't. So it's good that they're trying to figure out the penalty stuff and, and all that, but you got everyone just kind of losing their mind here. Uh, Hollywood Higgins, Richard Higgins, he said, uh, uh, was it to the media, Matt? He's, he's, uh, the, the red carpet's going to get steamed. He It sounds like he's going to be back in. And I hope it's true and that, they just Dorsey and Freddie and all that is just like, look, put pride aside. You drafted the guy. So what? Or you didn't draft the guy. So what? Who can help you win the damn ball game? And maybe as crazy as it sounds, Hollywood Higgins as a nice safety outlet for Baker could try to open things up. I've said it multiple times, both on the show and also just in passing uh, Antonio Callaway. I would forget his plane ticket. Yep. Bye. And I, I would leave him, leave him home, and I would focus on trying to get Baker a comfort level. It's it's one thing to have a guy 
that you came up with, which Baker and Callaway did, it's another to have a guy that's reliable mm-hmm. that you came up with. Yeah. Yeah. Callaway is anything but reliable. No. It's His clear. longest play last year went for over 70 yards. You know how it ended? In a fumble. Mm-hmm. Yep. Had that interception. That's all you need to know. Yeah. The, the kid just, he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of speed. But track guys don't make good football players. Got to catch, man. Josh Gordon available on the waiver wire, by the way. Wouldn't that be something? Bring him back! No. You know, they would never do that because he wasn't their guy. No. And he, and he I doesn't think look if, very good If this that's week. where we're at with this situation now, we're, we're, we're already starting to worry about whose guy, guy it was. Yeah, yeah. Then they're never going to get out of their own way. And they're always going to be the roadblock that's stopping themselves from being great. Boy. Browns are four-point favorites, over-under set at 39-425 kickoff on Sunday in Denver. Browns 2-5, and five, Broncos 2-6 and six going up against Brandon Allen. Never taking a regular season snap. Vic Fangio, very real possibility he'll be one and done as a rookie head coach. he got two rookie head coaches um, and the unknown in Brandon Allen. Let's get to our Cleveland Whiskey prediction and score for Sunday, Matt. Who do you got in our Cleveland Whiskey prediction? Browns at Broncos with score, please, sir. Twenty-one to seventeen, Browns. Ooh, so just covering the spread, okay? Wow, that, that I think that's closer they than can do it. Will they do it? I don't know, but I know Nick Chubb's going to have a big hand in it, regardless. And you hope he gets the opportunity, right? I don't think, he, like honestly, they can't go away from him. Yeah, he had three fumbles, but if you're going to tell me that you're going to go away from Nick Chubb no. after three fumbles in the last two games, and you're going to put Callaway out there. You that's a non starter and yep. they should be fired before they even coach it down. Yeah. I'm with you. And you, remember Kareem Hunt's coming in. You next have to too. you have to ride with that guy because he's he has a that he can be successful in this league. And you know what? He still ran for ninety plus yards after the second mm-hmm. fumble. Yeah. So he knows how to do something. And he's a legit and, player, Matt. Like he is a workhorse. He is old school. You know how badly he wants to prove that that was a, a fluke. Um, he does it the right way. There, there's no, no concern for me about Nick Chubb at all. No. The no. only concern is whether they go away from him. Well, that yeah. would be a concern. And the, the timing couldn't be much worse for him because guess who comes back next? Week? Yeah, Kareem Hunt. And how is he so, going to be used? Good Lord. Th- this, uh, you know, they have problems getting the ball to three playmakers as it is now. Mm-hmm. And – what what the hell's going to happen when you have a fourth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we thought, wow, what a good problem to have. But, oh, okay, so you say 21-17. It is if you take advantage of it, if but they haven't them, taken advantage of it. No. That's ultimately the problem here. No. You can't not take advantage of what the defense gives you. And if we're pinning everything on Hollywood Higgins and mm-hmm. David Joku as being the reasons why the offense hasn't gotten in gear, uh, that's a pretty big problem because you have – Pro Bowl talent. Expensive talent. Multiple yeah. Pro Bowl talents at wide receiver. Yep. Exactly. And you know what? For for a DFS play this week, you want to pop someone in your DraftKings line, but I might take a little flyer on Hollywood Higgins just to to see if maybe they can get that chemistry. Maybe he pops in a touchdown for you. Um, so Matt goes 21-17. 
Uh, now, remember, the Broncos defense still good, but no Bradley Chubb, cousin of Nick. He's out for the year. Von Miller, not quite the same force he was. Decent secondary. Like, they're, they're good, not great, the defense. Uh, I'm going to say Browns right it. They stomp. I, I'm, I'm calling for Miles Garrett, two and a half to three sacks, and the Browns take it, 28 to 13 over the Broncos in a redemption statement game, and they come home to get ready for the Buffalo Bills the next week. 28-13, Matt, is my Cleveland Whiskey prediction. I'll I take either right, score. Buddy. I'll take either score. I hope I, you're right. I, I don't care if it's a 17-16 one like last year. Just get the damn win. You got you to somehow, Matt, even if it's not pretty, you just got to get the heck out of Denver with a W some way. I, I don't care what it looks Doesn't like. Doesn't matter. Just get the, get the win. Just, That's the only thing that matters. Yep. Just go and get it. Going to be a fascinating game to see how things evolve with Brandon Allen and if they can um, roll roll him like they did the Jets. And now the offense is similar. It's a disciple of um, Kyle Shanahan and the Bronco and the uh, 49ers offense, which doubts the Browns. And Steve Wilkes made as much mention. So be interesting as well, Matt, to see if if the Browns uh, defense learned anything from from that from that 49ers game where Steve Wilkes was had his pants uh, coached off of him. I sure hope they learned something. They made mention of it. Like, Steve Wilkes recognizes that. Yeah. Well, so, recognizing it and doing something about it are two completely different things. Correct. The Browns have done a whole lot of recognizing, but that whole, oh, well, we know what the mistakes are. Then stop making them. Right. <laughs> then stop doing the mistakes. Thank you. <laughs> God. Oh, Matt, we know if that. you know what they are. It's a pretty simple formula. Yeah. Stop doing them. We hope that they know. All right, buddy, that'll do it. Let us know your picks for our Cleveland Whiskey predictions. Make sure you visit our great friends at clevelandwhiskey.com. Check out all their great products. Even if you're outside of Cleveland or Ohio, they have spots all over the country. So check out where you can get it online at clevelandwhiskey.com. And make sure you listen on SB Nation's Dog by Nature. Okay, Matt, hopefully we have a victory Monday, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I hope so. I hope we are, we are talking Monday. All right. All right. That's Matt Florjancic. Make sure you check out all his great stories leading up to the game at WKYC.com slash sports. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse.